Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution, helping to make cryptocurrency mainstream. All right, let's see what's going on. We took the weekend off from podcasting just to take a little bit of time off. And what has happened in the market? Absolutely nothing. Now, it's been actually a lot of sideways movement. Bitcoin currently sitting flat over the last 24 I guess you can call it since Friday. Bitcoin is sitting flat. Uh, co- total cryptocurrency market cap sitting at 221 billion. Bitcoin dominance has slipped just a little bit at 51.37, as we have seen some altcoins surge up a little bit. But other than that, the market is flat. What's happening right now looks like as the candles continue to progress and print, looks like we're looking at a squeeze on the market. Now, what's going to happen out of this squeeze? It, it, it really depends. Uh, the, the indicators on the charts right now are, are giving mixed signals. So not sure what, when we break out of this squeeze, it's either going to be a violent rise up or a violent drop down, <laughs> but it won't, be, it won't be slow, that's for sure, once we bust out of this. So just keeping an eye on it, hoping for an upside movement, set some stop losses if you know what you're doing, uh, because if we dip further down, you could see some more consolidation at a much lower rate, allow you to sell and buy back at a lower rate than you are now. Let's see what's going on in the market today. So Tom Lee, who is a financial analyst, has been very, you know, kind of hit or miss when it comes to cryptocurrency this year. But let's face it, so is everybody. He's usually on point when it comes to his financial calls. Bitcoin price, he says, starting to reverse. Two catalysts are going to drive it higher in 2018. So Bitcoins continue to record lower highs, testing major resistance levels at 10,000, 8,000, and 7,000. According to Fundstrat's Tom Lee, the stability of Bitcoin at 6,000, regardless of its lower highs, is very optimistic. Uh, in early 2018, Fundstrat em- emphasized any report that the $6,000 level will, be, will likely be held by Bitcoin in the midterm because it's the break-even point for miners. Now, if you remember, he made that call when Bitcoin was well above 6,000, knowing that we were in a downtrend. That was one of the calls that he did get very close to being right. You know, the bottom being so far right below that $6,000 mark. Each time we've fallen below the $6,000 mark, it has shot back up violently above that. Uh, so it means miners. So what it's saying is miners that utilize electricity and mining equipment to verify transactions on the network and still generate some profit if the price of Bitcoin stays above the $6,000 level. I personally feel that $6,000 price is kind of high. When you look at it, a lot of the cost of mining equipment has come down. And I think the break-even point for miners is much lower than that, but that is a key level we need to maintain at the $6,000 mark. All right, so next up in the news, Malta's prime minister tells UN crypto is the future of money. And it's seen in a video, and I'll give you a quote of what he said. He said, I passionately believe technology revolutionizes and improves systems. This is why in Malta we have launched ourselves as the blockchain island. By being the first jurisdiction worldwide to regulate this new technology that previously existed in a legal vacuum, Blockchain makes cryptocurrencies inevitable future of money. More transparent, it helps filter good business from bad business. This is Joseph Muscat, the Prime Minister of Malta. Now, Malta's been in the news a lot lately. They are very open, very embracing to blockchain and cryptocurrency. Many crypto and blockchain companies are moving to Malta or at least establishing an office in Malta. Even Binance, one of the largest crypto exchanges, is one of those that is eyeing potentially moving all their operations there, but is currently setting up office, setting up shop in Malta. Interesting to see what's happening there and how this is going to play out when you look at compare them 
who have, are having a light touch regulation to blockchain and cryptocurrency while embracing it versus other countries that are having a hand, heavy handed regulation approach to cryptocurrency and blockchain to see which countries thrive and how it impacts the economic impact, I guess you could call it. So next up, Bitcoin trading volume in, in hyperinflation shrug Venezuela hits record highs. So what does that mean? Uh, Venezuela is one of the few countries we've talked about recently that is experiencing hyperinflation. Their government-issued currency is worthless. Inflation has made it so much to where you can literally have a ton of money and not be able to buy a loaf of bread. So people are turning to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and what we're seeing there is trading volumes is extremely high as many people are making the move, scrambling to scoop up Bitcoin and cryptocurrency so they can get uh, you know, so they can get this, uh, you know, get, get away from their issued currency. Uh, so uh, statistics from the International Organization for Migration since 2016, around 1.6 million have fled from Venezuela and the number is still rising. Most of them have fled to other South American countries such as Colombia, Peru, Brazil, and Argentina. Some are fleeing. Those that are staying are betting on Bitcoin. Uh, I think that's going to pay off for them in the long run. But there are obviously a lot more problems in that government than just the currency. But you can see the importance of having the trust in cryptocurrency versus the trust that's been violated by a government currency such as Venezuela has. So also yesterday we saw Ripple have a slight drop in the morning and it rallied again, get, hitting a high and near 60 cents. Currently back down around 55 cents. Ripple's up and down. They're currently at their swell event, which they announced XRapid is live and has three major partners so far that are using XRapid. The company's update names three business customers for XRapid, Mercury FX, Qualix, and Catalyst Corporate Federal Credit Union. The it also implies there are more customers signing on as well. So that is something that is promising for Ripple. Um, Ripple is one of those that has a mixed reputation when it comes to cryptocurrency. Uh, many cryptocurrency av advocates, especially on the libertarian side, disagree with Ripple's premise as far as being a centralized currency, whereas most of the currency that is issued, the XRP is held by the company. Uh, but that is, you know, Ripple is making changes, making waves with that. So we'll see, we'll keep an eye on it. But from a trading perspective and profit perspective, there's a potential to make some good profit in this coin at this time. All right. So next article I want to pop up and talk about is Shapeshift's uh, CEO is basically claim that the Wall Street Journal investigates article that claimed that crypto exchange was used by criminals to launder money is fraudulent. So Eric Voorhees, who is the CEO of Shapeshift, participated in a study. Uh, the Wall Street Journal was looking at how much you know was being used to launder money in cryptocurrencies. And Wall Street issued an article with a headline basically stating that $88 million has been laundered in cryptocurrency so far. That may sound like a lot to you and I, but my biggest thing that this points out is think about the billions, hundreds of billions of dollars that have been laundered through banks already. So saying that $88 million has been laundered through cryptocurrency is just a drop in the bucket. There's gotta be corruption no matter what you put out there, what kind of currency. If a currency has value, it will be used by good people and bad people, good purposes and evil purposes and some of that being money laundering. So that is, uh, just keep in mind, you see those headlines, that is simply what we like to call FUD, fear, uncertainty, doubt, that Wall Street Journal is trying to spread, saying cryptocurrencies are bad, but they failed to make their point if you really pay attention to what that article was saying. Um, 
All right, so let's jump into our crypto education corner real quick. And uh, what I want to talk about today is more or less, I'm going to talk less today about technicals or, or key terms you need to learn in cryptocurrency. But I want to state the case, another case made by someone who I've followed for a very long time about why you need to understand crypto. And I'm going to read an email that he sent out recently that I just, I mean, it really hit me. It really shows why. You know, you are listening to this, why you want to learn and continue to up your education when it comes to cryptocurrency. And so Robert Kiyosaki, the best-selling author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and also Cashflow Quadrant, let's see what he has to say about cryptocurrency. And here, here I'm going to start the email. So fact, crypto is the future. It's not a matter of if crypto will take down the entire financial world. It's just a question of when. You can either get left behind or prepare to become mega wealthy. Let me explain. Right now, the bond market is about 500 times bigger than the stock market, and cryptocurrencies are going to replace it all. JP Morgan is already experimenting with selling bonds through the cryptocurrencies, utilizing blockchain technology. Without getting too deep, cryptocurrencies allow contracts to be written that do not require middlemen. These contracts are about to completely replace the bond market. If you're in bonds, you better learn all you can about cryptocurrencies fast, because when the bond market goes down, the world monetary system goes down. And if you think you're safe because you're in stocks, think again, because the damage to stocks will be even bigger. Companies no longer need to list on Wall Street or NASDAQ. Now companies can create ICOs. ICOs are initial coin offerings, basically the same thing as IPOs, but with no middlemen and the security of cryptocurrencies. You're going to have companies saying each cryptocurrency represents a certain percentage of their company. Why should we go in the stock market if we can get the liquidity now? We can just trade our equity now for the same amount of fundraising with more security no middleman fees and charges. This is the new way to raise money. Uh, the banks are shaking in their pants and you should be too if you don't know how to take advantage of this new opportunity. And that, is, that ends the email, but let me clarify this. I mean, I get he's trying to spur people into action to learn about cryptocurrency. Is this gonna happen tomorrow? Is this gonna happen at the end of the year? No, but this is a shift that, that you can see happen over the next two to five years. That's gonna completely revolutionize the economy and you need to be positioned to participate in that. If you sat by and watched the dot-com bubble go up and then the dot-com bubble burst and you were like, thank God I'm not in the dot-com bubble, but then you look at now what's emerged from that burst of the dot-com bubble and all the infrastructure that went in and what are you doing now with the internet? If you missed out on, on participating and benefiting financially from that, cryptocurrency is where you wanna be to make sure that does not happen again. So continue to follow our podcast, continue to follow people tomorrow uh, episode. I'm going to talk a little bit more about some different people to follow in cryptocurrency where I've got a lot of my information, uh, tips, and, and really just who to follow as far as who's got your best interest in mind and who's just trying to sell you a program. There's a lot out there right now. There's a lot of people. There's nothing wrong with trying to sell your program if it's legitimate it's benefit, and it's going to benefit people and add value, but there's a lot out there claiming to be cryptocurrency experts that are not. I myself do not even come close to claiming to be a cryptocurrency expert. All I am is somebody I started learning a couple years ago and like to share what I learned with others because knowledge is key to moving towards mass adoption to more people knocking down the barriers of entry into cryptocurrency and realizing that this is something you need to learn about. So that is it for our crypto education corner today and for our podcast. All the news articles I talked about earlier in the episode can be found on our Facebook page from No Crypto to No Crypto. Make sure if you haven't already, find that Facebook page, give us a like, give us a, give us a share. And also when you hit follow, you can also select see first to make sure that you never miss an update from our page. 
And that is it. And I want to thank you for listening in and we'll see you on the next episode.